Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Chatsu Shorts. In this episode I'm going to be talking about my very first Nuzlocke run in the world of Pokemon. Without any further ado, hope you enjoy. Being a child of the 90s, I experienced my fair share of trends. However, one that took the world by storm was the monster catching series known as Pokemon. Since its inception, the franchise has evolved into a prominent media empire, from the games and anime series to pretty much anything you can slap a logo onto. So after 25 years, how does the franchise stay so fresh? The truth is, for us older veterans, it doesn't. To make a long story short, there have been divisions amongst the fans of the franchise, criticising the game for losing their challenge. That however was soon changed in 2010, in quite possibly the most unlikely of places. Enter Nick Franco, an avid Pokemon player who changed the way fans played the game in what became known as the Nuzlocke run. The name Nuzlocke itself stems from the name of the Pokemon Nuzleaf and the character John Locke from the TV series Lost. As a result, fans adopted the name like wildfire and then decided to try their own Nuzlocke runs. But what is a Nuzlocke run? The run itself is a self-imposed challenge that is formed of two core rules. You're only allowed to catch your first Pokemon at the start of every route, and if your Pokemon faints, then it dies. Of course, in the cheery world of Pokemon, such concepts are rare, but it was that age that intrigued new players. I myself barely knew of its existence until I came across a forum where others shared their own stories and experiences with the challenge. At the time, I had moved away from the franchise, so it was the perfect hook to lure me back in. After some research into the topic, I settled on playing Pokemon Leaf Green, as many suggested that this was the easiest to start out with. I was met with a familiar glow of the screen, where Professor Oak, the game's resident expert of the world, awaited me. Once I blasted through the tutorial, I was met with an all-too familiar decision. Which starter Pokemon was I going to choose? Of course, Bulbasaur and Squirtle would have been the safer options, but I yearned for a challenge. After all, how hard could this really be? Without a second thought, I pressed down on the A button and chose Charmander, the fire lizard Pokemon who I named Phoenix. From there on, the game was fairly standard. I would catch the first Pokemon of every route, give it a suitable nickname, and then carry on to be the best like no one ever was. While I had my fair share of close calls, the run itself began rather uneventful. As I left Pallet Town, fresh-faced and ready for anything, I had no doubts that I would succeed. After catching the standard fare of Rattatas and Pidgeys, I soon found myself face to face with Brock, the rock-type gym leader of Pewter City. By now you may realise that I was at a severe disadvantage with a fire type, but after some perseverance, I eventually prevailed. This caused me to feel proud, dare I say, a little invincible. If I kept this up, then the run would be as good as finished. During my travels through the Kanto region, I caught a number of team members along the way, most notably an Abra called Jasper and a Rutini called Arcturus. Others came and went, but for the most part, 
The journey was successful. The more I progressed through the game, the more I became attached to my Pokemon. It sounds silly to say it looking back, but these were the companions I had made along the way who stuck with me through thick and thin. Thanks to their efforts, there was nothing I couldn't face in this challenge, and while I did indeed lose several teammates along the way, I knew that it would only be a matter of time before I would be finished. After collecting all 8 badges, I made my way to the final setting of the game, the Indigo Plateau. While it seemed like nothing more than a mash of pixels on the screen, to me it was the finishing line to what felt like a long and arduous journey. While the battles themselves were fun, I often got bored at having to slowly level up my Pokemon and in the end settle for a team that was relatively on par with everyone else. As I took my first steps towards the Indigo Plateau, I was once again confronted by my rival. Throughout the game my rival would be nothing more than a minor inconvenience, often popping up to hurl insults and then vanish until the plot needed him. With that in mind, I just thought of it as a small bump in the road. Of course I sent out Phoenix, who had now grown into a Charizard, annihilating his team with ease until I came face to face with a starter. Without thinking about the implications of going toe to toe with a water type, I mashed the A button, striking him directly as I washed the health bar drain. Then suddenly, it stopped. The previously green health bar still stood strong at a weak but very much alive red. And that's when it happened. In the blink of an eye, Phoenix was struck down. After the battle was over, I kept thinking to myself about what I could have done. Should I turn off the console and pretend it never happened? Or should I have switched out instead? Either way, without my starter by my side, things slowly began to crumble. From Rookie the Hitmonchan to Alba the Lapras, each Pokemon fell as I did my best to pick up the pieces of an already broken team. By the end of it, I was left with Jasper the Kadabra and Arcturus the Dragonite, but even then, it wouldn't be enough to take down the Elite Four. I must admit, I considered turning the game off there and then, as the thought of levelling up Pokemon I caught at the beginning of the game didn't exactly inspire me with confidence. As I continued training Jasper and Arcturus in the caves of Victory Road, I came across what could only be described as a miracle. You see, while the core rules of a Nuzlocke run still applied, there were a number of optional ones which many have decided to incorporate into their runs. One such was the Shiny Clause, which, if you happen to come across a Shiny Pokemon, then you are allowed to catch it regardless of the first root rule. Since they were so rare in the first place, I had no issues with implementing this rule. Without hesitation, I hurled my Master Ball towards the Shiny Primeape I found and called it Sparks. After prepping my team with an assortment of TMs and items, I took my final step into the Indigo Plateau. It was now or never. I'd be lying if I said the battles weren't tough. That much I can't deny. But eventually we scaled the ranks of the prestigious Elite Four, finally reaching our rival on the final floor. With a cocky grin and one last insult, he made his final challenge. I don't think I've ever felt so nervous about a Pokemon battle since I was a child. Not only was the outcome of the challenge on the line, but also the fate of my trio of Pokemon. As the battle raged on, I thankfully managed to whittle him down to his last Pokemon. An ironic twist of fate considering that he sent out his Blastoise. Sparks stood against the Tortoise Titan proudly, hurling a thunderbolt that only brought his health to a worrying shade of amber. In retaliation, the water Pokemon sent a Hydro Pump attack towards the Primeape, its body crashing into the wall behind as the health meter drained into nothing. With a final gasp, Sparks run had come to an end. With one last push, an injured Jasper leapt into action, firing one last Psybeam into his enemy. 
and with that, the battle was over. I remember sighing with relief as I collapsed into my chair, placing the Game Boy gently down. While it was still a game at the end of the day, I was taken aback at how such a simple challenge changed the way I viewed Pokemon. It felt like once again I was 8 years old, playing Pokemon Yellow in my Game Boy Color, trying to become the greatest trainer there ever was. And yes, in case you were wondering, I did indeed complete the post-game. I even challenged Mewtwo against Jasper. Turns out the spoon is mightier than the cave cat. Since then, I've tried my hand at other Nuzlocke runs, some more successful than others. In my latest run of Pokemon White, I completed the game in its entirety, which resulted in a similar situation, where only my starter and a Gyarados remained as the victors. Another run saw me succeed, albeit by luck, in the world of Pokemon Green version. I doubt it will be my last run, and who knows, maybe I'll return to talk more about my Nuzlocke shenanigans. For all those Pokemon fans who have yet to try the run, I'd say go for it. While it's not exactly a life-changing experience, it's definitely one that will make you see the game in a different light. In the words of the challenge's motto, never give up, never forget, grind like hell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chadzu Shorts. If you've attempted your own Nuzlocke run, then let me know. I would love to hear about it. As always everyone, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated.